welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content from across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Kelsey and Adam, who along with their six kids, make up the tabletop family. These tabletop influencers help navigate the modern world of board games through reviews, recommendations, and fun, engaging content. Kelsey and Adam, Adam and Kelsey, welcome to The Binge. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Oh, it is great to have you. As I was just saying before we went on air, uh, you've been on my list for quite some time. I've been following you guys for, I think, about a year now. I know you've been on uh, Instagram for a few years. Uh, TikTok, I think, more recently. Uh, can you tell us about the size of your family? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a start there. small, quaint little family. <laughs> yeah, six um, kids. Wow. Yeah, we've got six kids. Our youngest just turned one in our sixth last year. So yeah, we have six. Our oldest is 10 or turns 10 next month. So 10, wow. 10 to one. <laughs> now, is this always the plan or is this something to just kind of like, did you always want to have a large family or is this something that you guys just kind of happened into or? Um, it was yeah. always the plan. We, we knew when we got together, we wanted to have a large family. The idea was always to have a basketball team and now we have a sub. So it works out great. Now, did you, did you both come from large families yourselves or? Uh, I come from just uh, two siblings. My, both my parents have more, more siblings. So we yeah. have a lot of aunts and uncles and that was uh, great to have. And I'm the oldest of five. So I like to say I'm competitive. And so I had to have more than my parents. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, anytime, like I talk to people that have like, usually their the, the, the cell size of their family often replicates kind of one of the parents. Right. So um, so Kelsey, it sounds like you come from a larger family, so you kind of knew what you're getting into, I guess, there. A little bit. It's always a little adventure. <laughs> it's different when you're the parent as opposed to a kid in the scenario, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now the spread you said, sorry, is, is one to 10. Is that the spread? Yeah. Our youngest just turned one, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, and then our oldest will turn 10 next month. Wow. Now, is is this something, like, is board game something you guys been doing like even before you had kids or is it kids that kind of got you into board games or how did that all start well the kids definitely helped right I mean, we can't yeah. go out anywhere so we have to have fun <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> but no i mean i grew up playing cards with my family we did a lot of like you know just like your standard fair board games but we played a lot of cards um and then and yeah. then, you- then and yeah in college i got introduced to munchkin which is sort of was my gateway drug into uh bigger and better games and then 2010 i think you know dominion came out and that got us hooked and then uh, you know as we sort of grew as a couple at that time you know we our passion for board game just kind of grew and grew and grew until grew into what this is (laughs) now were you back in kickstarters or was it literally just going to like your local store and just kind of happening upon you know yeah indie games I mean, we, we sort of came into board gaming before Kickstarter sort of came in. Like, I remember hearing about Alien yeah. Frontier when it sort of first became like the first big board game on Kickstarter. But we've always just wanted to play what's new. And the idea of like paying and waiting for a Kickstarter has just not been something we've yeah, ever really like been too much about. Like, so. Board gamers go, we don't, yeah. we could probably count on one hand all of the Kickstarters that we've actually backed. Like, there's a lot that we root for and we're like, we hope we do great. Yeah. But like, we just don't typically back on a Kickstarter. <laughs> Yeah, when I first uh, got into Kickstarter, like I, I didn't know a lot about it, and my my younger brother told me about it, and I always laugh, and he laughs at me because he was telling me about this game he had backed, and I said, "Oh, well, you know, uh, you know, let, let's play it tonight." 
And he's like, I don't get this for a year. What are you talking about tonight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's uh, yeah. For people that aren't patient, certainly Kickstarter is not the way to go. Um, and so when you've got these, you know, when you start off as a couple and you're, and you're playing games and you're getting the games, I'd say we're heavier, like Dominion is kind of a heavier game. Right. And then you have young children. Is that kind of changed how you play your games or are you still kind of like, how do you, how do you compartmentalize or how do you split that up? adult games versus kind of kid teams well we don't play like everything that we personally would right. like to play uh, yeah. as often as we wish obviously but you know but we've made sure that our kid collection has grown and so that we want to play fun games our kids do as well and so we've really tried hard to add a lot of variety and great kid games to their lineup and then now they're getting old enough that we've been kind of like introducing them to these fun games that in a lot of ways we got into the hobby with and now we kind of get to like re-experience with them um which is kind of fun like we what we were teaching uh I taught the kids Adventureland uh recently and so that was just kind of fun to like play that again with them and they were you know six and seven so they played they do great yeah I think you know sometimes you think playing kids games you're you're playing games that can't be fun but you know that's one of the things we try to share and highlight with our content is if you play the right kids games it can be just as fun for you to play and have those experiences with your kids and then finding ways to play the games you like to play and modify them so your kids can play them by adjusting a few rules here or there or playing open-handed and just getting them familiar with the mechanisms and the different things you can do so they can progress those more advanced games um, quicker than if you don't expose them to them at all yeah, I think it's a good way to teach kids um, almost like little life lessons, right? Like you, you can't always win is, is a great life lesson for kids, right? And, you know, it sucks when the young ones, you know, lose the first time and they get really upset, right? And Or if, uh, if it's a game where there's any element of take that, right? And all of a sudden they feel like people are picking on them. But unfortunately, these are things that, that, are, that are part of life, right? And I, my belief is that the, the younger you can get kids playing games and social interacting and learning how to deal with these kind of situations, uh, I think kind of helps them out later on. Is that, is that fair, do you think? Or is that kind of a similar perspective you might have? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, it, it's like a muscle, right? Like if they don't exercise yeah. that, you know, like the experience of playing, of winning graciously and, you know, losing respectfully and all that stuff, like they don't learn how to, you know, they don't learn how to do that. And so the more they, are exposed to it the better they get at it and a lot of it is just making sure that it's focused on the the fun that we are having mm-hmm. and less so that it's less about winning we really try not to make it about winning so much um as yeah. so far as like what have you learned like what would you do differently and all of that stuff for the kids so they can kind of like process and decompress the game afterwards and focus on what went well and where they had fun and how, how are you dealing with that now because you know given this large family, you guys play a lot of games. Clearly. I mean, anybody falls into your channel, see that you guys play a lot of games. How have you kind of dealt with the kids in this regard? Like, are they all, are they all kind of fully supportive and kind of into the hobby or are you finding some are kind of not as much into the games as others? At, at this stage, all our kids are really excited because it means oh, they cool. get to spend time with us and, yeah. and it's a family activity and we really play up the theme um, and you, they get really into it. You know, as we get older and they maybe find other hobbies and interests, um, th- they might peel off a little bit more, but right now they're all 
on board. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's important too. Like they all find their interest in it in a different way. So like we had like our daughter was like right away from a very young age, she started playing. I think we got her her first game at like 18 months and she just kind of like would sit there and she'd play it and she did great and she has not stopped. Then we had uh, one of our sons also is very similarly to that. And then another one, I'd really say only in the last like year and a half or two yeah. has been interested. And then our five-year-old likes the idea of playing a game more so than following the rules and so for him we try to find him something that's more like dexterity based that yeah. gets him moving that that's what he wants to do and that's that's fine right like they all kind of find their path through it in their own way like it's not like we have some perfect game focused kids like they're yeah. <laughs> they're definitely all different as far as what they prefer now, for people who are joining us either live or on the replay, I just want to throw out there that this is actually a very special episode. This is our very first episode we're doing where we're streaming live on Instagram. So if you're joining us on Instagram live, thank you. Welcome. Uh, I thought, hey, what better episode to start streaming on Instagram with than obviously with the Tabletop family. So thank you for sharing this uh, moment with me there, guys. Um, if, uh, if you're not following right now, please uh, give us a follow. Give Tabletop Family a follow. If you're listening to us on our audio podcast, simply go to at Board Game Binge Podcast or the Tabletop Family. You can find us there on Instagram. Now, let's talk about your blog. You guys started this blog about, I think it was in July of 2018. Is that when that started? Yeah, yeah, started that. Man, and what was the plan it. behind that? Like, was it just something you're just like, oh, I got to just write some of this stuff down? Or were you starting to kind of formulate like a formalized structure behind kind of how you want to approach things? Or how did that come about? It was so random. It was, it was just kind of like a, a happenstance kind of thing where I had in one like week, I had three people, friends of mine, reach out and be like, hey, I need game recommendations. My son's birthday's coming up. Or, hey, we just, um, what was that game that you recommended to us this other day or whatever? And, and I was like, I turned to Adam, I'm like, I should write this down. I should like, I should make a blog. What would you think if I made an Instagram and I did like, kind of like, you know, you see like all these people in like the influencer world doing their like yeah. DIY stuff or their all that, you know, like makeup blog. And I'm like, what if I just did that? for board games and I, I didn't the funny thing is like I didn't really follow any board I would still say I don't <laughs> follow any board game content like I knew who Tom Basil was yeah. and Rodney and that was like the end yeah. of my knowledge <laughs> so I was like maybe there's a space for like us to like come in and provide some of that like content where you know like I existed on the internet and I didn't see it and I'm like I could I could do that and so it just kind of happened that way yeah and I think, and I'm sharing for people who are uh, watching on, uh, again, watching versus listening. So if you're listening, check out uh, our either YouTube channel or Instagram channel. You can see the replay of this. But on the, what I found very interesting about your blog page is not only do you do game reviews, but I believe at one point that you're talking about like, um, you know, games to play with kids and how to approach um and I think maybe it was even on your Instagram channel where you had a category where you're talking about, you know, here's some rule modifications you could do for younger kids and so forth. How important has that been for you to kind of put your mark on, on the industry in that way? I, I would say, I mean, we're trying to find an audience that is trying to get into games, have that family experience. 
um, and really speaking to them. And there's a lot of content creators that talk to the people who are already in the board game space, yeah. you know, and they're talking about the new hot games and those levels and trying to create content that's approachable and uh, engaging for people who are like, know what they can find at target and which selection has gotten much better, but yeah. you know, maybe they've never heard about Haba, you know, and Haba is a wonderful game for building family games from, you know, 18 months to, you know, 99, like it says on the box. So like that, that is the space we're trying to interact and engage with. And I think we've found some success doing so. Yeah. And I, I feel like as far as like the modification thing, it's an element of just like encouraging people to be like, you know, you can, take ownership of the game and you could say this isn't working for my kid but I think if I just change this one little thing it would but even though the rules don't say that I mean there are folks that are like that's against the rules and I'm like that's okay right. <laughs> like, it's gonna work we're, it gonna get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not curing cancer here right like is it gonna hurt if we change the rule I mean Monopoly exactly. is a perfect example of uh, host rules right I mean, right. that, that started with Monopoly so host rules is definitely a thing I think it was I can't remember the name of the game the one where the monkey is like you're slapping the monkey's hand and it throws its coconut. Yeah. Coconuts. Coconuts. Yeah. Coconuts, yeah. And you're, yeah. you're explaining like how to modify the play style so that you're not spending all your time running and picking up the pieces. Cause your kids, yeah. you know, slaps it in the coconut. Only one coconut them. out at a time. Yeah. You know? If you're playing with more than one coconut with kids, like, <laughs> yeah, you're chasing them all over the house. Yeah. It's smart though. Cause it's putting your own kind of hook on, on the industry. And I think, you know, I think you kind of nailed it that there, there's tons of stuff out there right now, right? Where they're focusing on going deep on mechanics or, you know, focusing on medium weight games, heavyweight games, uh, getting into, you know, D&D or RPG games. But there's not a lot, I would say there's some, but there's not a lot that are focused on family games, right? And, and not even family games per se, like as a family games, but how to approach games as a family, and I think that that's something that adds value, quite frankly, to probably a lot of people who, as you say, may not be deep into the blogs and, you know, following, you know, all these Kickstarter or, you know, Facebook pages and so forth, but might be just scrolling Instagram and looking for a neat idea on how they can engage with their kids on, on a game. So I think it's cool that you guys were able to do that. Were you surprised by how quickly you were able to get your success? Like how quickly you, you, you grew your audience? I, yeah, I, I'm always surprised when everyone kind of wants to follow our nonsense, you know, I mean, I try to have really helpful content and always just kind of really be like, how is this serving, you know, someone who would find my account is this serving them in, in a way. So I work really hard at doing that, but every, you know, it's like, it's really less, it's not so much about the numbers for us. It's more about making sure that, you know, we are providing what what we think is you know serving a need either for for families or within the industry as well and it's just it's a, it's an honor that people like to follow along um and can you know especially when they get like messages folks that say like hey i got that game that you recommended and it was awesome and it's like yeah that's, that's exactly why i'm doing this so it's so fun oh that's awesome and in terms of um uh, creating the content when, like when I see a lot of the photography, right. On your Instagram page, for instance, uh, it, it's very good. Right. So right away I start thinking like, <laughs> are these guys photographers? Do they have photography in their background or did you just happen to get lucky and become a, a good photographer? How'd that work? Out? Well, no one gets lucky and becomes a good photographer. It's something you work at, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, I was a photographer before I am now, you know? And so I, I took, family portrait 
I did some weddings and stuff like that and um brought that and started shooting tabletop games which in some ways are a lot easier than (laughs) people so And then in terms of um, being able to talk in front of a camera, uh, obviously, um, you know, people that that look at your content, you know, can tell you're comfortable, or at least you have the appearance of being comfortable in front of a camera. Is this something you have a background at all, like community theater or anything like that, you know, prior to kind of starting the family and... (laughs) You're a joke Oh, yeah. You're not really in front of the camera too much. No. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I guess uh, I've not like community theater or anything, but... um, I, I've, you know, I worked for my college newspaper and, or the news channel and all of that. And I was like, um, you know, I worked at camp, like being in front of a crowd doesn't, doesn't bother me. And that's just kind of, you just kind of imagine that that's what's happening with the <laughs> Instagram video and stuff. Yeah. And when you're filming the content at home, you're not really in front of anyone and you have as many takes as you want. So, if, you know, you're out there thinking, hey, should I do it? Yeah, give it a shot, right? Right, you know? yeah. It's, it's, some, it's like a muscle again, right? Like when you, do, you shoot a few videos and you're like, okay, those were bad. That's fine. You don't have to post them. <laughs> Move on to the next one and you'll get better at it and stuff. And you kind of find, like, I feel like I found like my groove as far as like when I want to say things or how I want to present content, whether it's in a a carousel or a reel or a story or anything like that. And you just kind of feel it out and have fun with it. Yeah. And then in terms of the face between the two of you, uh, I, it seems like Kelsey, you're on camera more, at least speaking more in a lot. Now, is this part of the plan or is it just, uh, it just kind of worked out that way? Uh, it's fully Kelsey runs the Instagram, the TikTok. She, I mean, it, it would the channel would not be what it would be without her just yeah. uh drive and effort into it and i'm more than happy to sit back and bring the game knowledge and teach the games and learn the games and that's where i sort of contribute happy to be in you know a skit here or there or share my opinion as needed but uh you're chelsea's the, you're the official rules learner yeah. i if i had to learn all the rules of the game i would yeah. be <laughs> we, we were talking <laughs> about one game over and over again yeah i'm used to the behind the scenes guy and i'm I'm the, and more in the front. And then how do you guys budget your time? Cause so, uh, so Kelsey, you, you're, um, you, you basically work at home and you, you teach the kids from home, right? So they're home taught. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you're yeah. all six kids are all six kids. Yeah. We've got, we've got three in school. So that, right that's a lot of time. Yeah. That takes a lot of time, right? Like that's, that's not a small task, uh, with that number of kids. And, you know, if you have three that are in school and three that aren't, but you're still having to watch the three while the other three are being taught. And then Adam, you were working outside the home, I believe as well, right? Yep. Yeah. I worked at college housing. Yeah. So, so how do you guys find time? Uh, cause from the outside looking in, it, I mean, it's a lot, again, it's a lot of content, right? So I'm thinking, like I have two kids and we were saying just before we went on air, you know, the second one's ready to leave the nest. And even I find I don't have a ton of time to always be playing games. I'm lucky if I can get like two, three games in a week, but it seems you guys like you guys have a lot more and it could be just the impression you give in, in your content, but how do you budget your time around, around the games? It's hard. Uh, I mean, it looks like it takes a lot of time and it does, you know, like, it, but a lot of it is, like anything in life, you make time for things that you want to do. And it's a lot of late nights. Um, I'll be up until 11 or 12 every night working on some of the stuff. Cause during the day I'm, I'm at home watching yeah. kids and, and being a mom and, and a teacher and all of the things that, that you do working from home. And 
And then basically when they go to bed, that's kind of when I work on, on this and then stolen moments throughout the day. Um, so it's hard. I had a lot of list making, <laughs> a lot of trying to like keep it organized, you know, what to do, what, when, where. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you do come across as being very organized, right? That was actually one of the things I wrote down in my notes uh, coming into this is like, like some of the content I see, there's a lot of lists I'm seeing in the content and obviously to be able to create the content you create, you know, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of work, right? I don't think people realize how much work content creation is. It is an immense right. amount of work. And um, like, I can think We're of like the one. <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? Like it's just, you work all the time on it and it's just a passion project in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then when it, there was one video you did where you were talking about um, when you're traveling, Right. And, and how to take games with you on traveling. You had like these little Tupperware type things and the way to organize them and so forth, which was super clever uh, to begin, be, begin with, but it, it kind of demonstrated like how good you are at organization. Right. Or there was another recent post you guys had where you're talking about like you have your kids desks. Right. And then you have like the organization closet beside it with the, with the materials and so forth. Is this something that has come, I'm getting to a question here. So is this something that's come as being a, like a, a homeschooling teacher, or is this something you've always kind of had is like, even back, like when you were younger? I'd say I've always been yeah. organized. Like, I mean, just, you gotta be right. Like, I mean, yeah. if, especially just even like as a big family, you gotta, you gotta be organized. You gotta know where things are and what you need. There's always, there is always things to organize but you know with the with the all the kids and and everything that we have to do it's just like it's been even more so important to make sure that we we have it all kind of figured out filed away however we need to do <laughs> with a big family there's a limited amount of space for games so you got to maximize every little ounce of it right so yeah. you know strengthening those smaller cases or can you cram this expansion into that box Makes more more rooms for more games. <laughs> and do you guys do this even so even when you're not traveling? Like, do you take your current game collection and kind of try to condense it down as much as you can? It depends, right? Like, it depends where we're going, what we're doing. Like, if we're going to go and hang out with family, we'll for sure bring some games and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, but then there's like there's trips where we. Well, we'll never like not bring a game. <laughs> There's <laughs> but, always like, one in the glove box. Right? Like sometimes, it, sometimes we'll bring a lot, and sometimes we'll just bring one game, like one game yeah. we can throw in a purse or something. It's where it's we're more focused, going to be more focused on like whatever we're experiencing on the trip than than playing games inside. Yeah, and then so with your content creation. Um, you know, it's everything from like, uh, you know, tips, right? So you'll say, I think there was one that was, um, uh, you know, tips for date night, for instance, right? Here, here's some tips for, for playing games on date night. Um, but you've intermixed that with some like, comedy sketches as well, right? You have some fun <laughs> sketches you guys do. How do you map all that out? Like, do you have kind of like a schedule where you try to say, you know, we're going to have three videos this week or, you know, one's going to be kind of a fun video or is it just as kind of inspiration hits or how do you kind of, plan that it's a little bit of both right like yeah. um we try to map it out as best as we can as far as just like you know it, you think about a game like okay do i what do i want to show in this game do i want to kind of like show an overview of the game or do i want to include mm -hmm. it in a list do i want to do both and and so you kind of like intersperse how how we want to do that and then sometimes we'll be chatting when mm -hmm. we're playing a game and it's like oh 
that would be a great idea and we'll like write it down and sometimes we're like no let's change plans we're like filming this tonight and we're getting it ready to go and other times the thing that's always so funny though is the content that end up ends up doing the best is is almost like that like the yeah, spur of the moment content where you're just like yeah like what was the one i did of the the tapestry game where i just like filmed on top like over the table i'm like this is what we're playing tonight and i posted it not thinking anything and then it was it, like I got, everyone loved it on instagram and like got a lot of dms about it and i'm like oh okay that's i did yeah. not foresee that happening that way so it's a lot of making sure that we plan it out and then don't overthink it like <laughs> yeah i think i saw on um oh, i forget who the content creator was but they did a meme where they they said like me after spending like 14 hours working on my, my TikTok and like six views. Right. And then me working on the TikTok for 30 seconds and it's kind of like a 6,000 views, right? Like it's so exactly. kind of random. Um, and speaking of TikTok, you guys have a massive following, obviously, I think it's about 25,000 followers and this is less than a year old. So it started, I think in July of last year, uh, any tips for people out there looking to do TikToks? Like I was so late to the TikTok game. I like tried to avoid it forever. I was like, I'm not doing TikTok. Um, but I really like, I started to be like taking it seriously, not seriously, but like, what was it? September probably. And I was like, I'm going to make TikTok specific content. And um, a lot of it, what I loved about it and what I think resonates really well is not having it be overproduced of just having it feel like we're chatting like you know like I wanted to bring more of my Instagram stories that I kind of mm. do that kind of style which I love and I'm like I'm just gonna say this kind of style and I'm gonna put it on TikTok and and it's mostly that and then interspersed with some other stuff and it does really well and it's just like and I would say the big thing is we did have a video that went sort of viral you know the TikTok algorithm helped push it out to a lot of people but we had a lot of other great content that supported that so while we didn't have the biggest views on those other things those people that found that viral video checked out the rest of our stuff and said wow they're making great content and so they stuck around and that's important on TikTok or Instagram, anything. It's, it's, it's all about what value are you providing, right? And that's why like they say like niche down, niche down. And I think some people dismiss that without really like, oh, that's really important. Because when when we had that TikTok go viral or whatever. Was one, that the ticket had, to ride one or was it the? That was the case. The case so we had all the boxes. Everything oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And it was so funny because before I posted it, I said, I think, the people, you know, I think board gamers are going to hate it. I think board <laughs> gamers are going to hate it. And I think everyone that we're trying to get is going to love it. So I'm going to post it. Yeah. And uh, and it was exact. Oh my gosh. The, the, the flood of the boxes. The boxes. Oh my goodness. It was, it was hilarious. But when I was there, you know, like I had all that, we had all that backlog of content. And then I was luckily able to capitalize because I did not expect it to do well. As, as that like that but I'm like when com- comments started coming in I was able to immediately respond and and you know work off of that like little boost that that we got from that and show that you know if you are wanting board games within you know like this kid to medium heavy weight range we're there we're, we've got you we've yeah. got you covered and people saw that and that's what it wasn't the video that so much that got them to hit the follow button it was the 
collection of videos that I had and like knowing mm. that, okay, these people we can trust. We can, we, yeah. you know, they scrolled through probably a few videos and, and then they're like, okay, now we'll hit that follow button. And so I think that's really the key of, you know, TikTok or Instagram is it, it's not like, don't go looking for that viral fame. It's more just like that steady progression of having that content that people are searching for and yeah. you keep chugging at it. And eventually if you keep doing that and you keep serving them, then, you know, you'll find, you'll, you'll find your people. How many videos do you try to do a week on TikTok? <laughs> um, I mean, the goal is to try to post something daily, you know, but sometimes the goal and what reality is and yeah. always a one for one, but, and it will vary from posts to reels. And I take the weekend off. So. I, I, I take the weekend off. I don't post anything on Saturdays or Sundays. That's just, I want to be with my family, but we do a lot of filming on those days. Mm-hmm. That's when we, when we play a lot of our games on the weekend. So I don't Monday to Friday is when I'm typically posting. Um, stuff so it's it's the goal to have at least five days worth of content that i'm really happy if i have four (laughs) and do you have publishers now like just constantly saying hey can you can you take a look at our game like you're getting inundated now i I wouldn't call it inundated (laughs) um we we have some great partners that we publish with our partners that we partner with um, and you know we've been i would keep saying haba because that they were the one of the mm-hmm. first companies that reached out to us, mm-hmm. Grandpa Beck's Games was one of the first companies that reached out to oh, us. Yeah. So we were, we feel really indebted to them and that yeah. they helped us out a lot. And now we, you know, we love working with them to really provide a unique take on content that maybe other content creators don't make. And it's mm. fun. It's fun too, because a lot of the publishers that we, you know, you, you kind of become friends with them and you get yeah. to know them um, through the correspondence and stuff. And I think that's so cool. And we're always honored when any publisher wants to, send us a game or, or work with us in some way. We just think it's so fun. No, that's awesome. Now, given that you've kind of reached this level of, um, I don't want to say notoriety, but you, I mean, 25,000 is a lot of <laughs> subscribers, right? 7,000 is a lot on Instagram as well. With your blog now, the past couple of years, you've played just a ton of games. Any aspirations for you guys to do your own game or, or have your own creation that you can put onto Kickstarter yourselves or? A year ago, I would have said no. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I would have said no, but like we chat about it a lot. We have a lot of uh, theme ideas discussions, right? And one of the things we see that really resonates with our young kids is uh, themes about real life. You know, like hmm. they don't necessarily always get into talking animals, but, you know, we have a game about getting ready for bed and they just really connect and they connect with those things. So if it would be something that we did create, it would be in that sort of, kid toddler sort of range um of really something that you can play and they can connect with and and grow from so we'll see we'll keep we'll keep tinkering with our ideas but nothing nothing to announce no (laughs) nothing yet eh? well hey if uh, people want to subscribe to you uh the tabletop family i think is the same handle on uh tiktok as well as it not yeah Uh, at tabletop family for uh tiktok and i think uh, instagram is uh yeah at tabletop family as well uh I encourage people our to website, follow you guys. The, What's that? Yeah, check out the website as well, thetabletopfamily.com. That's yeah, right. So. The uh, Tabletop Family is the website. And there's also links there, I think, to your different channels as well. Uh, and then hopefully uh, in the next uh, year, we'll hear an announcement of uh, the game that you guys are going to launch. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Don't hold your <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much again for coming on this podcast. It has been just a pleasure getting to know you. And I wish you all the best this coming year with your content and your family. 
Thanks for having me. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time. Oh,